Mastermind co-founder and your co-host Jason Stallworth, also co-founder, co-host with me, the great Ben Cadellis. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go, man. <laughs> Guys, self-control. We're going to talk about self-control today. Um, things that serve you, things that do not serve you, uh, making sure you have reasons to do certain things versus not to do certain things, overindulging and all things of these sorts. Uh, Ken, this is going to be kind of wild and crazy. Of course, you and I pretty much had our own little podcast kind of heart to heart here before we started this one. And Ken's like, you know, do you, do you want to talk about this today? <laughs> so I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, because we're always uh, heart to heart, you know, we're, we're very honest with each other. So, um, you know, self-indulgence or just self lack of self-control is uh, that's a very human thing. And I feel it's, it's something that um, I struggle with many times and um, you've admitted to me, you struggle with too. And it's, it's something that I don't know <laughs> if it's ever curable, <laughs> if you want to call it that, because it kind of feels like a disease sometimes. And I'm just like, man, I can't shake this thing. It's, it's hard to, to actually like feel like I'm in control sometimes. Um, but you know, we, we all have to deal with that. It's, it's very, um, it's very hard and pressing and it can be very stressful and it can affect, uh, you know, your relationships. It can affect your, your, your business, your, your life, your standards, you know, everything. Um, and I feel a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast are always in line with, you know, creating the future that you want to create with the music that you want to create. And part of that, uh, becomes a way to recognize, you know, how much do you need to delegate your time to it? How much do you need to delegate your energy to it? Uh, where are you splitting off where you shouldn't be? And uh, being aware about where you are and realistic and being, you know, optimistic on where you want to go and how you can get there. But also, you know, trying to reverse engineer, like, how to get to those places. And part of those obstacles, I feel, are mostly emotional. And uh, those are very hard. The emotional ones are hard. <laughs> they are. That can be difficult. I, I think, I, I wonder if it's something that us musicians, because we are creators. I think everybody's a creator to, an certain, to a certain degree, but uh, especially us musicians, not even specific to metal genre, just musicians in general. You know, I've talked to jazz musicians and <laughs> had their fair share of struggles with certain substances, right? And I'm not going to get into that. But uh, any any genre, you're just you're a creator. So I think that, and we've said this before on the podcast and in other videos, that musicians we have a little bit more open emotional side, a little bit more emotional in general, because that's how we portray those emotions through our music, through our lyrics or singing or playing, you know, and guys, I'll, I'll share a quick uh, thing that I just shared with Ken earlier before we started recording this. And it's very relevant. It, it does relate to alcohol. And this entire podcast is not going to be about alcohol. We're not going to go that route. Um, Cause I know some people struggle. Some people don't. Uh, there are people that, you know, that they know they have an issue with it. Uh, there are people that, you know, can manage it. I like to think that I'm one of those people. Uh, there are also people that think that they should stay away from it altogether. Before we get into this, I just want to preface by saying that, you know, you need to be honest with yourself about where you're at and don't let someone else do that for you, uh, whether it's judging you one way or, or whether, whether they're telling you it's okay to do this when you know it's not. So that's just a very personal decision. Uh, be honest with yourself. But So I played a double header. I had two gigs. You guys know I play live solo gigs on the weekends, uh, you know, three to four weeks sometimes in my local area, the Tampa Bay area. I had a double header. I had a four-hour show. Then I had to drive about 15 minutes down the road and do another three-hour show. Pretty cool day. And um, lately, guys, I have found myself, not necessarily at the gigs, but in general, I uh, found myself drinking a little more than I probably need to uh, you know, just in general, certain events, that sort of thing. Let me say this. I'm, I never even allow myself to get tipsy at a show. At a show, I'll ha I usually have pre-show beer, okay? And then towards the end of the show, I might have 
one or two more. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of times that, that third one will be after the show's done if we're hanging out with people. So by no means during that, you know, four to five, sometimes more hour period, am I getting toasted? I just, I will not do that at a gig. So I want, I want to make that very clear. Uh, and I want to make it clear to all musicians that play live music. Don't allow yourself to do that, guys. Nobody wants to hear a drunk or if you're high or whatever it is that you do. Uh, nobody wants to hear that. You, yeah. you do not perform well. I don't care what you tell yourself. If you're drunk or high or whatever it is that you do, uh, I'm not a smoker, never have been. But I love craft beer. So, I've actually walked out on a on a gig because of oh, that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I ever told you that. <laughs> No, but, yeah. but you can't be associated with that, you know? You don't want to be yeah, associated with that, man. My, uh, I was with a band uh, when I was, uh, I was like 20. So I was under, under the drinking age, but I was, I was going around New York City playing around with bands. Ooh. It was a band, uh, it was a local band called like the Take Tones. And we did like Take this tones. weird, yeah, we did like this weird, uh, like uh, almost industrial pop kind of stuff think you know like a little bit of nine inch nails with a little bit of influence uh with like some funk and it was really cool it was actually some really cool stuff um but i remember this was like it was the first gig and every time we were rehearsing everything was always pretty cool everything was really chill um you know i knew the the singer liked to have like maybe a beer during rehearsal but it wasn't like ever anything crazy and uh I, i remember just feeling um a lot of disappointment because like we were vibing um and the the singer was a big uh, fan of Ingve Malmsteen and we would always just kind of talk about metal because that's what his upbringing upbringing was and uh when we got to this gig it was our first gig <laughs> this guy got plastered <laughs> oh, like dude. it was like so bad like he he fell off the stage into the crowd kind of bad and yeah, um, yeah, when that happened, I literally just stopped playing, walked done. off stage, and I okay. said, "I'm done. <laughs> this is not for me." <laughs> and I, I remember um, the amount of just like uh, remorse that this guy had for for his oh. actions, and I just said, "No, like this this is I, this is I'm not really interested anymore." Um, I can tell that this is not something that I want to be a part. Of. Um, not, yeah, and you don't want to be associated with that, man. You know, and and again, guys, yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about getting sauced at gigs. That's that's not where I was going. You know, with what happened just this Sunday. Uh, oh no, it's but, totally. Yeah, and and I'll and I'll finish by saying that uh, I just didn't. I just chose not to have any beer, no pre-show beer, no anything. Because uh, again, you know, I've been. I there have been occasions over the past couple of months where uh, I've had. Probably more than I should have. Uh, so, and I'm so used to having a pre-show beer and probably one more, maybe two more. So three, you know, at the most at, at my shows. Again, pre-show beer, one maybe towards the end, and then maybe one more after. If we got friends hanging out, you know, we, who knows? But <laughs> I just, I just felt in in my spirit, you know. And you really have to be honest with yourself. I just felt this nudge, like, hey, you know what? Just don't drink any beer in today's shows. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, well, that's, I don't really have a problem with this. I mean, it's not a big deal. But then I started thinking more about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Can I go through two shows without, without any beer? I mean, don't I need something? Because it, it does relax you a little bit. Uh, so I just did it. You know, I just drank water the entire time. I take that back. I did drink a soda. I needed to replenish the glycogen levels that <laughs> I had depleted towards the end of my second gig. But no beer. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't really something that... I could say, hey, well, I'm so proud of myself for doing this. But it was just something I felt like I needed to do at that time. And I only share the story with you guys to encourage you to listen to your intuition, guys. Uh, you know, I've said this before. I believe that if you have a pure heart and you have pure intent, your intuition will always guide you in the right direction. And sometimes your intuition, that little voice inside, you want to call it your higher power, whatever you want to call it, uh, is telling you to do something or not to do something. And a lot of times it's, it's a subtle voice. It's just a still, soft, quiet voice. If you shun that voice, then it's going to be more difficult to hear that voice when you need it the most. If you pay attention to these little subtle instances, like I did Sunday, 
then I believe that voice will speak even in even greater volumes to you and things that you need to do or not need to do at certain moments will will be more prevalent, will be more in your face, you know, and, and I'm really wanting to, uh, to tie into more of that, more of listening to that, even the little things, even when you think it's like, okay, well, uh, you, you're telling me I should do this or shouldn't do this, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. Once you block out yourself and listen to that intuition, again, with the, with the pure intent and pure heart, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, Ken. Well, I think um, a lot of the most successful people out there have a really efficient day-to-day lifestyle. Um, and when they are talking about removing the clutter, I think that's exactly what they mean. It's to remove um, the things that tempt you you know, uh, to remove, uh, the energies that are distracting. Um, and really that's why, you know, people always say you can't be doing multiple things and then be a master at them. You know, you have to like Mm, take away a lot of the stuff that, you know, turn your focus from doing what it is that you really need to work on. Um, you know, right now it's like, that's kind of one of the things I do struggle with, um, which is, being efficient with what am I doing day to day to hit goals that I really want to hit in my life. Um, and that's, you know, part of it is just, you know, it's life. <laughs> it's like, I need to, I need to eat, you know, so I can't always do this one thing that I really want to do because I need to, you know, divert my attention and energy so that I can do something that sustains me. Um, and that, that is an, an internal struggle that I deal with. Um, doesn't mean that it stops you. It just means it slows you down, you know, and the people I feel that get to certain things. I was actually just watching a, another podcast before we got on and it was talking uh, about mixing analog and digital. And, you know, I, we've talked about that before, but they were also bringing to light, you know, what are the differences between like the people that are really at the top versus the people that just kind of do it as a hobby. Um, or even if they try to be professional, they're just nowhere near the level of degree of like a great mixing engineer. It's, and it's a lot to do with like, what do you do on a daily basis? You know, you just don't, that's all they do. These guys, they just mix. <laughs> that's literally all they do. And uh, they can't do anything else. You know, they, they really don't have a lot of time for anything else because they're always booked. Um, and that's what they have to manage. And I, I look at that and it's, it's so telling, um, to the degree, you know, many times I feel like when we're getting started in an industry like music, our ambitions and dreams from the beginning are always a little bit more, um, over the top than as someone who's kind of seasoned and gone through it. I feel like it's one of those expressions where you say, oh, yeah, you know, you shoot for the stars, but you land on the moon kind of thing. And I, I see that a lot where people, as they're moving through the industry, they're, they don't, they, they start to let those dreams and the stars kind of fade away and they, they land on the moon and they said, you know what, I'm fine here. <laughs> and I think it's, it's a lot to do with just how your situation uh, in life, where, where it puts you. You know, I understand that not everybody's going to be a, a fantastic mix engineer or a fantastic guitarist or a fantastic drummer, you know, whatever it is that you play. Um, but it's also important that you don't let, you know, the circumstances of where you are right now impede you on the way to uh, trying to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. I think you have to always kind of be striving for that. Even if, you know, you live your life and you never get the chance to necessarily do that. I think it's important to always have that kind of energy of always trying to achieve better and, you know, moving a little bit closer to your goal. And if, you know, life cuts you short before that goal, at least you tried and you weren't, you never gave up, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's more important than, than you know, necessarily hitting that goal, um, you know, not everybody's going to be a Jimi Hendrix or, you know, any of, you know, or, or a Ronnie James Dio, you know, you're going to have the exceptions out there. Um, and what did they do that maybe you're not doing, you know, maybe trying to figure out 
uh, bits and pieces that work for you in your life that can try to help you emulate what these greats were doing um, will help, you know, segue and speed your process up. But, you know, I think it's, it's a very real conversation, you know, to have um, this kind of idea of, you know, are you doing enough and are you able to control um, a majority of what it is that's happening around you in order to, um, you know, achieve what you want. And Jason, you've always said that, you know, you're always, a f you always thought that your life is in your own hands. And, uh, you know, I believe that too. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? On that? Well, one, one of my biggest struggles throughout life is, is I tend to go all in on things, but I tend to try to go all in on too many things, you know, uh, which is, it rolls into what you're talking about and kind of rolls into what I, you know, kind of opened with, with the whole beer thing, not choosing not to have beer for that day, you know, during my gigs. Um, because again, it, it wasn't that it wasn't, it's not that I'm going to not ever drink craft beer again. I love craft beer. Um, you know, but, but it was just, something was just nudging me to just go this time without it. So I did that. Right. And I don't know if I'll go another week without it or, or whatever. I, it may or may not. I, I'll, I'll go by however I'm led internally knowing that, you know, that I'm truly listening to that intuition, uh, but going all in on something like that, which I've done in the past, well, that's not healthy. Uh, but speaking of going all in too, you know, Ken, you know, the story I, I, you know, worked in the corporate world for quite some time, uh, started my, my guitar channel, my YouTube channel in 2010. I also started a website called the muscle program, a blog with a YouTube channel in 2010, sell it in uh, marketing products, selling eBooks in the fitness industry, uh, while trying to learn studio recording. Cause I was new to the whole digital software thing, the dolls and all that. I'm like, well, what is this, man? I was used to recording on the, the, uh, standalone recorders, the digital recorders had a, had an old Fostex DMT eight. I think that was the first generation back in the mid nineties. Really awesome. cool device. I mean, I'm like, whoa, you know, I, I never, I, I was kind of, uh, I got into recording, you know, after the whole reel to reel and tape thing, you know, right? I, when I got into recording, these digital standalone devices were available, which were great. I remember punching in, punching out with a little keyboard pedal. <laughs> but uh, any case, though, you know, I, I was trying to juggle all these different things. You know, I always tell people I, I've, I've been attempting to be an entrepreneur since 2010. Uh, you know, and, and just for those who don't know, I left my corporate job about three and a half years ago. I, I've been a full-time musician and all things related since then. So uh, I would have made that goal a lot sooner, though, had I not tried to chase so many rabbits. A good friend told me, and, and we've said this before, if you chase two rabbits, you won't catch any. And uh, if you zero down and focus on one thing for right now and get really good at that thing, wait till that cup is full then you can start diversifying your talents, right? Uh, so if you want to be a full-time musician, then go for that right now. Pour all of your energy into that. Now, you'll create multiple things within that. You might play live music. You might record your own album. You might have a YouTube channel, you know, for your music. But it's all related to your music, right? Go all in on that right now. But don't try to start something else. Uh, I was watching one of Alex Hermosi's videos the other day. He's he's a kind of a YouTube famous entrepreneur and, and, and business owner. But I, I love his you straightforward, no BS, just simple in your face. This is <laughs> this is how you need to do things if you want to succeed, or this is at least the concept you need to realize. He had uh, one cup full of liquid, and he had several other empty cups. He's like, when you're trying to do too many things. You pour a little bit here in this cup, then go pour a little in this cup, and you've poured, you know, fluid into all these other cups, these six or seven other cups here. So now your cup, your original cup's empty. We only got a little bit of fluid in each one of those cups, meaning there is no substantial progress. Whereas if you took that one cup you have and poured all that into just one cup until it's full, then you can start expanding. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, the wealthiest people in the world, they own multiple businesses. They do right? They diversify, but they didn't start that way. Most people right. that are successful started with the one thing, the one concept. So that, that's a lesson to myself that I learned very late in life. You know, the Ken is learning very early in life because, you know, 
you're a young man and I'm an old man, dude. <laughs> but hopefully that makes sense. So, you know, pour, pour your energy in, into that one, that one genre of, of whatever you're doing. Right. Uh, whether if, if you're wanting to start a business, for example, you want to, you want to start, um, you want to start a craft beer brewery. That's your thing. Well, don't also try to start a blog about something else or, or start recording an album. Do that one thing that you want to do right now. Uh, there are seasons in life, you know, Ken, you know, you and I are both finishing up an album. I'm going to be done with mine very soon. You've got some more to go on yours. But, you know, we, we have to realize that while we're working on certain things right now, this is the vision, this is the focus, the other things are going to need to take a backseat. Now, once you get that project finished and get it to up to the point where you want it, where it's successful and, and you're happy with that, again, mm -hmm. then maybe you can work on a different project, you know. And then pour, pour as much energy as you can into that one. So I don't know. I, I hope that I hope that helps somebody. You know, I, I always think that you know, Ken, as we're talking about this stuff, this is like some deep, like real life type stuff here. You know, uh, I just hope that it helps. I just hope that it helps you guys. Hopes helps somebody. Yeah, I mean, your uh, analogy there is great. Uh, I love that idea of you know, you only have so much in your cup, and you know, in order to dispense all that into something, you know, half-acidly, you know, so to speak, yeah. it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to bear a lot of fruit. You need to, you need to keep nurturing what it is that needs it. And if you don't have the energy or, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth, she's, she's funny. Cause she hear she heard somebody said, uh, you have, uh, let's say like a, a balance every day and they're called like energy bucks. And uh, how many energy bucks did you spend doing this thing today? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you know, that's eaten up like 60 percent. That's sixty dollars of my hundred dollars. And now I only have forty dollars left to devote to this other thing that I wanted to do today. And it's like, OK, how can you spend less energy bucks on this thing that you don't want to do and more on the thing that you do want to do? Right. And that's uh, that's another way of, I guess, thinking about it. But it's it's always fascinating to me how um, how wise, you know, like ancient like philosophers use like certain analogies and those proverbs that you hear. And it's like and in a, in a way they're kind of cheesy because they're like used in memes every day. But it's oh, like, yeah. oh, man, somebody was like speaking like some real truth, though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're so I mean, you're, you're you know. All the problems that we have today, like in not necessarily the same way, but people have always been dealing. So you, you can you can be sure that maybe the stress that you feel today of having to, you know, if you have to uphold your you know, your family or you have to pay rent or you have to, you know, you have to get some food because you're hungry and you don't have that much money. So you got to get pizza or something like, you know, like some guy back in like Rome. <laughs> had that, you know, same problem and he had to do it his way and you have to do it your way. And we're tied uh, throughout history this way, which is a, is a very fascinating thing. And I feel much more connected to, you know, uh, ancestors and, and historical figures of the past because of it. But, you know, when you're getting to a point with your, you know, your music and you, you have a clear goal of saying, you know, this is going to be a completed effort that I'm going to make. And this is what I want to do with my life. And, you know, as long as you keep uh, attributing the focus to that, and we always like uh, the term of moving the needle forward. Yeah. And it's something we've, we've heard many times from our own mentors. Um, that is very, very true. And it's never about comparing yourself to somebody else. It's always about comparing yourself to yourself. And uh, you can see the progress that you've made over over the years. And that's what you should really be, you know, focusing on is, am I doing better than I was uh, a year ago or two years? Um, and if not, why? What, what did I do wrong? And how can I, you know, get back on track? Um, and those, you know, sort of uh, moments in life, you know, I call them milestones. Like there are certain events that happen in your life that, absolutely changed your trajectory 
And it's important to recognize them when they come around. Sometimes it's not always so obvious. Sometimes it's very obvious. Um, but those moments are self-defining. And when you reflect and you think about all that you've gone through, what were the moments that really defined you? And what are the things that help propel you and fuel you to keep doing what it is that you're doing? And it all comes down to why. Why did you do what you do? You know, if you're feeling that this is your, to me, it's always felt like a sacred duty. Uh, it's, it's something that speaks to you uh, on a level that you feel is maybe even beyond you. Like uh, I even said in my own, in my own forward that I always, uh, I always felt that Homeric was, you know, my, my music, it was always bigger than I was. Like I, I may have, you know, been the composer or the creator of it, but I always felt like it was never really mine. It always felt like it was part of like the universe. Like it, it, it was, it just existed. And I just kind of had to uh, interpret that for mortals. <laughs> so I, I say it's like the word of God, you know, and I'm not a very religious man, uh, but that's, that's how I feel music is. It's kind of like the language of, of gods. And uh, we have like a special ability to interpret that. And, um, you know, it's maybe it's a beautiful way of looking at it, but I I try to always keep in mind that this kind of information, um, it's going to have, you know, some, how would you say, it's, it's going to have an impact on, on your outlook in life. You have to be very, very aware that your viewpoint uh, is based on your, your predications, your, 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 your situations, and you could always change that. Um, and by changing that and changing who you're around or changing the people that um, are going to be, uh, you know, part of your life, that's your inner circle. These are the things that we do in, in many ways have control over. And what you decide to do with that time or, or, or spend it with who uh, can have a ginormous impact on how you, uh, you know, you, you move forward. So pay attention to that. I had to, I had to separate from people in my life that did, you know, the opposite for me, that they were going against what I wanted to do. They were, they were resistance, uh, in my, in my efforts. And, uh, those are not easy, uh, moments to, you know, um, realize and clarify to yourself and say, you know what? I actually, this person really doesn't, uh, doesn't serve my best interests. I need to, I need to cut them out of my life. And that can be a very difficult thing. You know, it's not easy to do those, but they're necessary if you want to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. So, um, I had a heart to heart with, uh, Elizabeth at one point and saying, she was like, you know, out of everything that happened with, uh, Homeric, you know, do you think that, um, it slowed you down? And, uh, do you think that, you know, you regret what happened? And I said, you know what? No. Um, yeah, it did slow down a little bit, but it's it's way better than it was before. So the efforts were worth it. I'm not going to ever say that it wasn't. Um, so that, you know, made me realize how important that moment in my life was. And if I had not done that, uh, we would have never, you know, had what we have now, which is, uh, you know, the thing that I've always dreamed of, of creating. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah, that's good stuff, dude. You know, it's important, the, the people aspect, we've talked about that a lot, you know. Uh, I know it's hard to cut people out of your life, and you, you might have some people or a friend or whatever that you just tend to hang out maybe a little too much with, and yeah, we all like to hang out and, and have a good time or whatever, but uh, honestly, I don't, I don't really have time to just hang out too much anymore. Um, and w when I do, I enjoy it. And, and usually when I do, it's just my wife and I hanging out, you know, but, uh, you know, we did get to hang out with some friends. Uh, some of, you know, drew the drinking with drew show that, that I'm kind of affiliated with Uh really, really funny show, really cool. Just off the wall, completely unfiltered. I think Ken and I may get on that at some point together. If we can, if we can work it out. Uh, but I had just I had a Mexican dinner with them and some other some other good friends of ours, and I'm like, man, you know, it just kind of feels good to do this every now and then. But I don't get to do that too much, uh, and that's just because, and I'm not complaining about it. It's just because I'm I'm busy, you know, fulfilling my own vision, 
you know, going after my own goals and dreams here. So like you said, Ken, you know, we, we all have the same amount of time during the day and we all get to choose how we spend that, right? So the people that you're around, if if they're not, well, I should say this, if, if they're if they're trying to block the way to your vision, then, then you have to cut them out. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing, the same, same goes for like time, time spent doing certain things, time spent thinking about certain things, man, our mind can go nuts. And that's the first thing I think we have to control. Number one is our brain, our mind, where that's going, because that's the thing that leads to maybe hanging out with people that aren't in, aren't aligned with our vision or maybe doing certain things or not doing certain things that we know we need to be doing. Uh, during one of my meditations recently, sometimes I'll get these, uh, these I call them affirmations or quotes or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you guys can quote me on this. This came to me, so I immediately got up and, 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 I, and I wrote it in my text pad. The limits you set for yourself in regards to discipline will allow you to be limitless in what you can achieve. I'll read it one more time. The limits you set for yourself in regards to discipline will allow you to be limitless in what you can achieve. So you have to set some limits and some boundaries for yourself, for your own good, and for the sake of your vision so that you can indeed be limitless. Because if you don't set limits for yourself, then other people will set those limits for you, right? Or mm-hmm. just circumstances will, will set the limits for you. So you have to set the boundaries for your own life in regards to who you spend time with and, and what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're having a couple beers, is, what's the reason for having one more? I'm, I'm using that as, as an example that can be used across the board. But, you know, if you feel like you've had enough of, of whatever it is that you're having, right, it could be a piece of, of chocolate cake. Do you really need another bite or two after after you've already had, you know, a decent amount, right? So what is the reason that you need that one more? I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying that you need to completely shut everything out, but sometimes you may need to. But when you when you when you aren't, maybe you need to ask yourself, okay, I, I'm at this point, do I really need to go further? Because you know, we all need our rest time and, and time to, you know, to ourselves and that sort of thing. But I hope that makes sense, guys. You know, you do have to set your own limitations or or they will be set for you. We all know how that works. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> such a such a really important conversation today. You know, I, I feel like this uh, all comes down to a, a, an emotion or is it, it maybe it's a quality about, you know, your emotions. It's called stoicism. You know, uh, that stoic uh, personality is super important in achieving your goals. You need to be able to, um, you know, keep yourself in check. Um, and that requires a lot of awareness. Uh, you, you perform meditations, you know, just like I do every now and again. And these meditations are, are, are a way of keeping you stoic, uh, keeping you aware, mentally strong uh, to always stay um, level-headed and not you know, succumb to your emotions and react and lash out. Um, because when you do, it, it, be, it becomes destructive. It, it, those, they don't allow you to really focus in on the thing that you need to put your energy towards and, and you're exhausted. So when you, we're, we talk about, you know, efficiency, it's, it, it's not always uh, the easiest thing to do. Hell, I, I struggle with efficiency myself. You know, I'm, I'm very good at certain things and then other things I'm not. <laughs> and uh, that's okay because we're human. We don't have, we're not built to be perfect. Um, but we're, we we're have not AI to, robots. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're nowhere near. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's the beautiful part of it, right? That's what makes, you know, you know, our stories so relatable because we all go through these things. They're, they're by nature uh, part of who we are and what we struggle with. And we're all trying to, you know, fit into a world that has been created that is not fair. It's totally like, <laughs> um, you know, not, it's not perfect by any means. And we're all just trying to make by and live our own lives. Um, and sometimes we find a way to, to help improve it along. And, you know, that could be as simple as, you know, you, you just decide you're not eating any, any, starch you're always you're only gonna you know have a healthy diet uh it could be just as simple as that you know and for some people that's even not simple 
Uh, It's sometimes the little things and they add up. And that's what we're trying to get at is that, you know, when you're trying to achieve your goals, it's not really about the the big things. It's always about the little things that add up every day uh, towards doing what it is that you love to do. Um, You know, you gotta, you gotta keep your head down and keep at it, keep at it, keep working at it. Um, And, and, you know, when you're someone that like Jason, who's in a position right now where they're at the end of their uh, album, which is an amazing feat, right? You're, this is your your fifth album now. Yes. Um, Be number five, man. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an accomplishment. And, you know, some people, I think, you know, don't ever get to even make five. So you're, you're doing something that's very inspirational and uh, you're entirely independent, which is even more inspirational. Uh, But the key thing that you've done the past, you know, 13 years, ever since 2010 is just, you kept your head down. You always kept making content. You always kept, you know, doing what it is that you tried to do in order to become, you know, this entrepreneur, which you already are. (laughs) It's funny how it's like, we're all trying to be entrepreneurs, but it's like, this is what it is to be an entrepreneur. It's just, you're always trying. <laughs> well, I, and I think, I think the thing is, dude, I'll, I'll say this and, and hopefully this, this adds a lot of value here and someone that wants to work for themselves, no matter what it is, you might want to start a, a, a bakery shop or something, which hey, look, Ken and I know will be there to support you and help eat your food. <laughs> but the one metal thing you cupcake. have to realize, yeah, metal cupcakes, uh, you have to realize that entrepreneurship is, it's a lot of repetitive things, being able to do the repetitive things, even sometimes boring things over and over and over and never get tired of it uh, yeah. and keep boring into it, keep pouring into it, keep doing things, even though, even though you don't see the successes, uh, there, there's that part of it that you have to keep going and going and going and just, you know, believing that what you're doing is going to manifest itself, but this is the tricky part, guys. At the same time, you must have discernment to know when you need to pivot and, of course, mm-hmm. adapt to change, right? Because you can put a lot of energy into something and it not go anywhere. And I did this for a long time uh, with my fitness blog. You know, I kept thinking, well, this is going to be the thing that pays the bills at some point. Uh, the muscleprogram.com, which I, I don't really even mess with it too much anymore. I'm going to revisit it here. Uh, as soon as I get to a certain level with my music and everything going on, I'll revisit and dedicate whatever time I think I can give to that. It won't be overdoing it because I don't want to take away from other things. And again, I, we're building Metal Mastermind, right? And that's related to our music as well, which we're really pushing right now. So I don't want anything else to distract from that. It can't. Or other, otherwise, we won't succeed in what we're trying to do. We won't have the mass success that we're looking to have and that we will have. I've, I've already seen this happen uh, in, in the other realms, so to speak. And I know I'm getting off in left field with you guys here, but I've already seen it happen, right? So I need to align my actions and Kendi's line. We need to align our actions to support what we've already seen so that we can manifest that. So hopefully that makes sense. And that means... I don't need to mess with anything else right now. Don't start or go back or do anything else right now. Focus on this. But I I just want to reiterate, though, that it does. It takes being able to put your head down and just work and work and work. And you just can't let anything else get in the way of that. Uh, You can't do something for six months like, oh, it's not working. So I need to go try this thing over here now. Then you try that. Oh, six months later, it's not working. So I'm going to go try this. And before you know it, you've tried 10 different things and nothing worked. Whereas if you stuck it out for just one of those things, you would have had some success in it. Because I've said this before, the more you push, the more you, the more you work at something, you know, with, with the intent of it being grand, with the intent of it being great and going in with that mindset of, okay, I already know this is going to be great. And you're, you're going to follow through with the appropriate actions. You sort of force the universe to work in your favor. And I don't know if that's the right term or not, but this is kind of something that came to me a while ago because I'd been trying and trying and trying and trying, but Again, I was trying to do a lot of different things. When I stopped everything else and started focusing on the one thing that I was really passionate about, my music, and all things related, it's not like, hey, I released an album and it just went viral and I became this you know, great success overnight. No, that didn't happen. I stuck with music, but I created assets, many assets surrounding that genre, my music, right? So this is part of it here too. 
and eventually I was able to jump ship and uh, and just be on my own. You know, metal mastermind is a part of what I do, but everything else I do musically is also part of how I make a living. So I just want to reiterate that you got to you got to be able to stick your head down. You got to be able to say no to a lot of things so that you can say yes to the one thing that you're working towards. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know, we're we're guys that are here doing this right now. We're not, you know, so far beyond anybody else. You know, we're not untouchable beings. We're 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 human beings that are real and we're trying to we're trying to make a living. We're trying to, you know, do the best that we can with what we've got. And we're also trying to make an impact in people's lives at the same time. So, you know, we're talking to you as just people that want to make something happen. And it's I hope that when you're listening to this podcast or any of the episodes that we have, not just this one, but anything that you've heard heard from us in Metal Mastermind, that you know, it's it's coming from a place of you know genuine like care that we really want to make something that is really helping people, and you know, we try day in and day out to see uh, any way that we can help create a better experience, a better product. And we're always, you know, Jason and I, we always kind of like talk to each other uh, on text and we always, you know, Jason sends me a lot of like inspirational stuff, which is really always fun because it's like, Hey, yeah. He's like, Hey, Hey man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta think like this. We're going to step up our game. man. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Like, I love having this guy in my corner. This is so cool. You know, get, you need to have somebody in your life like that. And, uh, that's, it's really important that you have the support, uh, from the people that are around you to, to, to make that happen. And I get, you know, I, I feel very blessed to to have someone like Jason, Elizabeth, people like, uh, you know, Kia, who's helped us also here at Metal Mastermind record, uh, you are your master. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that have been involved in Nick Z and Alfred Potter, all these folks and uh rich gray thank you too we we've got we've got a good team a good team of people and they're people that care uh that you know they ask for almost nothing in return most of the time and it's uh it shows how much it takes a village to make something really grow and uh you know as i look back and realize where we started uh, it's actually kind of emotional how uh, where we are now and where you know how hard we've gotten to just get to this point where I know it, this is not the end of the road this is there's still so much more to go there's a lot um, more to go dude <laughs> there's a lot more to go but yeah. you know you can um, you know you can you can you can appreciate the steps for where they were and that's that's really what it comes down to is that hey look man middle mastermind didn't grow overnight it, it, it took yeah. a long time and you the difference is just we're, we're sticking to it we're sticking to it and that's it <laughs> the, the moment you you say i quit okay it's over it's done but you if you don't quit you keep doing what it is that you're doing and if you really believe in it too you got to really believe in it you do um yeah. then you know i i believe you'll be okay i believe you'll be okay even if you know, it takes a little longer that's a powerful point, uh, believing in it, because if, if you don't believe in what you're doing, it's going to be very difficult, close to impossible to get someone else to believe in what you're doing. If Ken and I didn't have like just this unwavering, diehard belief in Metal Mastermind and what we're doing, guys, it'd be very difficult for us to convince you to, hey, go check out our courses. We, By the way, quick plug, we have courses on our website, metalmastermind.com. Guitar courses, Rich Dre's bass course, Metal Bass Master's coming soon. Uh, you know, you mentioned Alfred, Alfred Potter's sweet picking course, uh, Elizabeth's vocal course, production course from Nick Z. Ken, you've got a theory course. We, we got courses, guys. Go to metalmastermind.com. Uh, we believe in these courses, though, because, you know, we created this thing, right? Uh, and we created it with with a sense that we wanted to give the utmost value to someone. So if we didn't believe in that, and it really, it, I, I would have a hard time telling you to go to metalmastermind.com and check out our courses. Gonna be like, hey guys, you might want to check this course out. You know, remember something like that, right? No, what I, I, I believe in what we do because it, it's we have made it a part of our life. It, yeah. uh, it is a conviction working 
with Metal Mastermind, working on Metal Mastermind, it is my conviction that we need to put quality out there for you guys. So that might sound like a giant sales pitch, and it kind of is. I don't hold back. It, you know, go check out our courses, metalmastermind.com. They're phenomenal. You will you will get an immense amount of value in it. So uh, do check it out. Before we before we do that though, before you guys check it out, hopefully you're typing in the website name right now, metalmastermind.com. We need to give you our metal song of the week. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first, Ken? I think you should go first because I, I I almost had it on the tip of my tongue, and I have to remind myself what it is that I was listening to. Oh, cool. actually, uh, I'm sorry. I do got cool. it. Yeah, got it. Cool. It was uh, Vader. Vader. Oh, Triumph. Vader's heavy. Triumph of Death. That's what I was listening to the other day. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, dude. Hold on a second, man. Hold on. Um, where do I where do I go to my iTunes my iTunes history at? iTunes history. Yeah. I think it's just in in your app. Um, it's in my app. Let me see here. Uh, recently played. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Recently played. And these are uh, my radio stations. <laughs> hold on. No, I because I the song you're talking about. Did I send this to you, or is this something you just listened to? No, I actually uh, was exposed to Vader a long time ago, and I've had this album uh, for a while now. I think I discovered this one particularly okay. in 2017 or 18 or something like that. Um, but I was listening to it the other day, and uh, I was just like, you know, one of the things I really love about Vader is tonality. Yeah. <laughs> they have this, like, super, like, thick like tone like it, 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 in a in a very similar sense production wise like i like them a, it, akin to something like a belfagor uh yeah. belfagor's got like this tone that's just like super thick and it, it feels like the weight of the world's on top of me when i listen to belfagor uh so i feel like vader is very similar in the, that regard to um deicide you know like these oh, yeah, kinds yeah. of bands very heavy super heavy so I got to show you this. Okay. I don't know if you can see my phone and guys, you can't see it. Apologize, but you can see up there that says yesterday. Can you see where it says yesterday? Oh, well, I can barely hear you when you're off mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> can, can, can you see where it says yesterday on my phone? Uh, listen uh, to yesterday. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling up just a little here. Can you see that video right there? This is the video right there. I'm showing you. Sorry. I went away from the mic again. Which one is it? The the top one, melodic metal shred. No. Um, oh, Vader. Let me scroll up a little bit more. This is from yesterday. Now, can you see? Oh yeah, there you go. Triumph of Death live so, twenty fifteen. Yeah. So <laughs> I just can you do? We didn't plan this, and I, I want to show you. I, I just want to want us to realize how powerful <laughs> this stuff is. Um, we did not plan this at all. Um, so yeah, that's just very interesting that you happen to mention that specific song. And that song came on my iTunes, you know, we, we, we run the stations or whatever, and you get, you know, all the stuff that sounds like this, whatever you listen to, whatever you program it to. And I, I decided to look it up on YouTube to, to watch a video. And uh, it was a live version, I believe. So it's just very odd. I don't believe in coincidences, by the way. So very cool tune. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a moment here. But um, my my song, um, and I'll, I'll take a song off this latest album. So this band called Ex Mortis, I saw them open for Amana Marth in 2016, I believe. And I was blown away by these dudes. They were first opening act. I'm like, holy crap, man, these dudes are great. I mean, they're, the guitar players are very much orchestrated. It's death metal. Uh, but they just came out with a new album this year called ne Necrophony. I probably said that wrong. Necrophony, yeah, yeah. I always murder the words, dude. So, um, yeah, but they came out with that this new album this year, and uh, I really like track number two, "Mask of Red Death." But just a, a really cool album. I just like these guys a lot. I'd love to see them live again. So that's my uh, metal song. Yeah, you know, um, I've also been experimenting um, away from some of the more traditional listening platforms i've been listening on a platform called cobuzz okay q q o b u z um it's if you're if you're a, you know if you care about like the quality of audio that you receive mm. um man cobuzz is really unbeatable everything that they do is uh flack 
uh, codecs, so it's just like totally lossless, and it's just like the original recording um, playing through your speakers. And uh, I've just been really enjoying that. And I've also learned that Cobuzz is uh, the highest paying streaming service. That for every stream, it's four cents for the artist. You know, so four cents. You mean not a fraction of a penny, but four cents. Four cents. (laughs) That's actually quite high. That is amazingly high, and that's something that I just love what they're doing because you know you go to Spotify and it's literally a fraction of a penny. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got guys like Cobuzz and Tidal does pretty well too. I think Tidal pays about like one to two cents per stream. Um. But uh, Cobuzz does more than double. So I'm just like enthralled. And like the quality of sound is just so much better. You know, if you really want to support your artists in a streaming yeah. way, you know, like stream where, where they have the highest quality and where they pay them the most. I mean, Cobuzz has been doing great for me. And I highly recommend anybody to, and, you know, by the way, this is not sponsored by Cobuzz. I'm no, just we're speaking, not sponsored by them. Speaking um, by, uh, from the heart here. Um, but I've been really enjoying it. Um, as of late. Well, this, this would probably be a topic for another pod, podcast because we're closing this one out, but this is how you make change. I mean, you, you know, if, if you want to, uh, if, you know, if you complain about places like Amazon and Walmart, but you're shopping from them, well, you can't really complain about them because there, there are other options out there. Maybe you do pay a little more. My wife and I, it's not that we don't eat at a chain now and then. Sometimes we do, but 95% of the time we eat at a mom and pop place. We have our favorites around the Tampa area. Just ask me. I will share those with you. We just had some Sally O'Neill's pizza during our after our kayak trip last Friday, which was, I mean, Ken, you've had that. So it's a phenomenal pizza, man. But they're yep. locally owned, independently owned for, I think, almost 35 years. And, uh, you know, it's out there, guys. I mean, you know, we, we choose what we support. Uh, if, if As musicians, if we're complaining about, you know, well, we don't get paid as much. Well, then, then don't listen to Spotify, guys. We we have the power to make change. You know, uh, you you can sh- you, if the people come together, you can shut some places down, man. You know, if if, if people decided, well, we don't like this place for whatever reason, so we're not going to shop at that big box store, or big chain, or whatever. And again, and just an example. Well, all it takes is is a village of us to stop going there and go to the better place instead. Right. Um, by the way, I, I like I like the I like how Pandora Radio delivers my playlist. They they seem they have an option for deep cuts and some some other stuff, but they seem to give me what I want. And I'm like, wow, more so than iTunes. And I don't mess with Spotify. I don't, I don't even have it downloaded nice. on my phone. So, uh, and, but I don't know how much they pay. So I'm going to look into what's the name of that one more time, Ken? Q something. Cobuz. Q O B U Z. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a it's a French. Uh, I think developer. Um, okay. Yeah. Go bus. Very, awesome. very cool, man. I, I really recommend it. Thank you for that, dude. Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of Metal Mastermind. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do check out our courses, our courses for metal musicians at metalmastermind.com. We'll see you on the next episode or we'll listen to you or you'll listen to us on the next episode. All right, guys, we are out as always. Create your own sound. <laughs>